Sky King, Sky King, do not answer. Victor. Foxtrot. Authentication. Tell the golf. I say again. Sky King, Sky King, do not answer. This is collapsed health. From London, England. A podcast about mysteries, the paranormal, and phenomena. You are listening to Anomaly. Here is your host, Gledders. And hello from London. This is Gledders with episode one of a new podcast looking at strange phenomena, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and well, you get the idea. A few people to thank first. For inspiration, British broadcaster Howard Hughes, Art Bell, Heather Wade, and the gang at Astonishing Legends. In episode one, we go back to a radio broadcast from Christmas 2015 to introduce to you my co-host, Steve. Also on this recording are Simon Beebe, Jamie Stocker, and paranormal investigator Becky Cooper-Edgley. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can, of course, by email studio at anomaly.co.uk. Our website is at www.anomaly.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter as well, at AnomalyCast. Moving on now to that broadcast from Christmas 2015, where we meet Steve. And uh, here now, to cap it all off, is uh, Steve in Gainsborough. Hello, Steve. Evening, all. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. How about you? All right. Did you enjoy the uh, Howard Hughes interview? Oh, I certainly did enjoy it, yes. So what was this you were telling me offline about um, a conspiracy theory to do with Laura, Laura Brannigan? Well, yeah. The, um, we played Staff Control in the first, first hour. Yeah. And the video to that, which is probably one of the, the best videos ever made um, for, for, for a pop pop music yeah um very symbolic and more using masks and all that sort of thing it was directed by one william friedkin who's better known for a little film that was released in 1972 called the exorcist i've I've heard of it yeah i've heard of it and um it's uh the the video itself if you watch it there's supposed to be because i know you sort of touched on conspiracy theories it's something called mk ultra yes which is a a mind altering compartmentalization thing that they allege is going on and causing you know people to do things that perhaps they shouldn't do and all that sort of stuff Mm. i like it Mm-hmm. So uh, you like a conspiracy theory, don't you, Steve? Oh, uh, I can read them. I can read them up and uh, <laughs> and uh, debate them and all that sort of stuff. I know. I know. We normally clash mm. online about uh, conspiracy theories <laughs> in some way. Um, so Simon's with us at the moment. He's um, Hello, Steve. He's, hey, he's, he's not necessarily a believer in uh, paranormal things, but mm-hmm. when it comes to conspiracies, he loves a good conspiracy. What's your favourite one, Simon? Well, I suppose. It, uh, it's a little bit controversial, but the old cliche, did man really go on the moon? Because uh, I, I, I just don't believe it. And there are so many questions which um, are, are sort of answered, which indicate that it was possibly staged. But then again, there's some evidence to say, no, it did actually happen. But what's your feelings around that, Steve? Because uh, I, I, if I sit here now, I would quite happily put my hand up and say, I do not believe that man has been on the moon. I think we went on the moon. Yeah. I don't believe that the video that is all publicly put out there is necessarily a fair and accurate record of us going to the moon. 
Ah, so why would that be the case? Yeah. Um, one very simple reason. You know the lander that Neil Armstrong used to get onto the moon? Yeah. Never worked on Earth. In what way? Every time they tried to use it in test runs on, on Earth, yeah. it used to crash. There's actually a YouTube video of it crashing and Neil Armstrong having to uh, parachute out uh, to, to keep himself alive. Mm. But it never, ever worked on Earth. But, but it opens up a lot more conspiracies this way because it sort of suggests that there was a, a black sort of budget going on and that they did go to the moon and perhaps they've never stopped going to the moon. So you think that we're potentially still going to the moon now and using it for, uh, what, nefarious purposes? Um, not perhaps perhaps that, but whatever. I just think if you've, if you've spent all these billions of dollars on this project of getting to the moon to try yeah. and be first, you are not going to want to show live on television the whole thing crashing. Hmm. You're so going to want to have something where it will go straight to, here's the, here's the flag, which is waving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, w- but when you juxtapose that to the um, the launch failure of Challenger, for instance, in 1986, is it because the launch of the Space Shuttle had become so mediocre by then that, uh, you know, they were just being blasé? But you could then actually link that into what happened to Gus Grissom. He was supposed to be one of the first to go to the moon, but was um, was killed in uh, in in a fire in one of the early Apollo sort of test runs. And replaced by Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh yeah, well, well, I see the oh yeah, that Paul, the, the full Paul stuff is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And you, uh, the Abbey Road album is supposed to tell you a lot about what's gone on because you've got the Beatle in the background, which has his age on it if you work it out and obviously there's the feet thing whereby the other three Beatles have the shoes on and Paul McCartney doesn't have any shoes or socks on mm-hmm. which suggests that it's a poor bearer and he's the he's the dead one you've got the two poor bearers in front and and one behind do you know what I'm actually going to have to look up that photo in a few moments time because I, yeah. I, I can visualize the cover but absolutely I, yeah. I don't think I've looked at it into that much detail there's there's a lot going on there's certainly a lot going on on there and there's I mean there's a few other bits and bobs that you can sort of see online like changes in jawbone and nose and people have actually done a lot I can't remember the guy's name but there is um, there's a very famous coast-to-coast AM um, uh, broadcast out there which is like Art Bell's original sort of show sure. before he left it um, which does go into the, the fake poor conspiracy very well and uh, it's it's worth it's it's worth it to keep an open mind on it for a bit of entertainment or a bit of mind altering stuff. It's 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 good. It wasn't a, a Jim Mars interview by any chance, was it? No it wasn't. Um, I'm trying to think of the I can't think of the name of the guy who. No, it's okay. Who did it? But it's going to be it's going to be findable out there on YouTube, no doubt. Just to interrupt, where where do these the whole Paul McCartney conspiracy? Why why has this come up in the first place? Like, why was the need to replace him if he had passed away or something similar? What what was the reason behind it? Is it just because they were popular and that was why, or is there a more deep rooted thing behind it? Uh, probably just part of the whole mythos of of, of the Beatles, I think. Mm, okay. I mean, obviously, you've also got. Um, the uh, Sergeant Pepper album, which has a lot of very very strange characters um, on there, uh, from that well-known devil worshipper. I think he appears twice in the background. Right. Um, Bull chap. I can't can't quite get his name, but you know who I mean. Mm. 
So do you think then, Steve, that... Uh, I mean, do you buy into this Paul McCartney thing? Um... I think it's interesting. Yeah, interesting it is. I mean, I mean, th- there's plenty of precedent for um, people being put in to replace. I mean, if you, if you look at um, Saddam Hussein, for instance, um, you know, in the run-up to the Gulf War back in 91, he had several people who were um, had gone under plastic surgery to look exactly like him mm. so that he could be in several places at once. Um, you know, and I think perhaps if you have got a brand that you're trying to portray then maybe it does pay to have somebody that can slot in. Um, I'm not sure I buy it on this occasion, but um, I mean certainly there's precedent for it. Alistair Crowley was the name I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. And the Paul McCartney expert is a guy called R. Gary Patterson. Yes. In fact, I think has Howard Hughes had him on? Um, I think so. Certainly, I, I, I think even maybe James Well might have had him on on his old um, talk radio show. Sure many many years ago excellent well let's um we can come back to that because that's very good um let's move on to what we were going to talk about Ooh. tonight which was um to do with the uh the hotel so do you want to talk us through that one steve yeah i mean this might be one for for bex i think yeah. she's sort of aware of it uh, she's of here it. and we're talking about she's ready to analyze <laughs> you <laughs> we're talking about um a city that's about 80 80 miles away from from huntingdon lincoln yeah. And top of the hill, if you're familiar with sort of the the aspect of Lincoln, you've got the cathedral, which sort of dominates. In fact, if you're on if you're on parts of the A1 or the East Coast Main Line, if you looked to to your east, you can actually see the cathedral on a on a bright day, in many many miles away in, in the distance. But along that sort of stretch is a place called the Lawn. Oh yes. Which is um, sort of a hotel complex, and you know does highs out rooms and everything but for most of its life it was actually what they would uh, not pc call but a lunatic asylum it sure was until 1985 i believe now um about 20 years after it closed i actually went on a um an organized ghost hunt there um which started at 10 p.m as these things did and went on through till 6 a.m in the morning i went there completely open open-minded about all this but i've got to say a lot of strange things happened, um, two of which, well, the first one is uh, there's a chapel area, I'm not sure if you're aware of, sort of in the middle of, of the complex. It's completely enclosed. There's no light can get in there at all. I mean, effectively, the, the whole building was like a prison because it was, it was designed to keep people in so they wouldn't, they wouldn't escape. But in this room... Uh, along some timbers and the only lights we had were little torches that we turned off we did see these moving lights you could call them orbs they were sort of just dancing very freely along along these sort of timber uh, uh, light anomalies have been featured at the lawns quite a lot because i've had quite a few friends that have investigated the lawns yeah um we did ask when they disappeared if they would come back there were four of us in the room and three of us all saw them, all described them in the same in the same way. Um, they did came, come back and then they sort of just went away. We sort of did the most haunted thing, you know, where they say, you know, thank you very much for that, and then, and then we left it. But in this room, there, there are no light sources. There's nothing in this room at all. It was it was dark. It was black. As yeah. simple as that. Um, and then a bit later on, I mean, we, we, we did pick up 
um, orbs in, in various other rooms and that sort of thing as well. But the main reason for me calling in was um, to do with a photograph that I believe Gladys has, has already tweeted out there. Now, this was in the reception area of the lawn. Um, I was just taking random photos around. What I'll do, Steve, if that's okay, just to jump in, yep. is uh, to let people find it. Um, if you've got a Twitter account, I... Um put the picture out earlier on this afternoon and the uh, Twitter account to have a look for is at Gledders HCRFM that's G-L-E-D-D-E-R-S HCRFM and um, you'll be able to find the picture there and um, have a quick look and then you'll see what Steve's talking about. Sorry for jumping That's in right. Steve. So, um, so yeah, so nothing nothing really of, of note I didn't see anything of note until obviously I got home quite exhausted at six o'clock in the morning but i just wanted to go through the photos and this one photo did sort of strike me because i knew at the time i was the only person in this room now just going back to the history of the build of the building of the site um with it being used for the care of of those with with mental health issues um i'm not sure if you you've heard of something called the guinea pig club uh yes i have indeed um from Sleaford is where the guinea pig club started yeah yeah now this is all about experimental plastic surgery that went on um during world war Two. yeah and obviously if you're dealing with things like this you know the support obviously wasn't as good as it would be now and if you look at the figure in in this photograph which seems to be coming through a door because you can see the outline of, a, of another doorway in this this reflection. I think is the best way. It's a reflection. It's a wind. It's a mirror. Yeah. You're looking yeah. at. Yeah. And there is this face at the bottom of the mirror. Yeah. Which has, if you look, it looks like there's two sort of eye sockets there, but underneath there is what looks like a scarf that's covering the bottom the bottom half of of the head. Now this would have been normal sort of gear for somebody who wanted to perhaps disguise themselves a little bit if they're a member of the guinea pig club. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know about that until a bit later on. This was sort of all the information I was getting after after sort of releasing the, the, the picture out there and other people were saying, oh, yeah, we can, we certainly can see what's going on there. Um, someone did suggest that there is actually something in the middle of the picture, if you look, and it's actually a disused candelabra. It's got nothing else to... Because I went back to the site afterwards... There's two candelabras on, on, the, on the wall, as you can see in the reflection. There's one in the middle, but that's got nothing. There's no reflection going on there. It's just a disused candelabra stand that's actually stuck on the wall. Um, as I said, I've, I've kept an open mind about this. I don't know what caused it. I know I was the only person in that part of the wing at the time, and if there had been anybody else there, they would have said. But that doesn't look like anybody else who was part of this, of this sort of team investigating. It looks very, very odd and very, very as if it shouldn't. It certainly is an odd photo. Mm. So it's a photo of. Um, I'm just trying to get this into my. So it's a photo of a mirror. Is that right? Am I? It's a photo of a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, it's not me. What's the white tiling on the right-hand side? Is that ref- is that a reflection or? Uh, let's have a look at the the picture. Because uh, to me, it's sort of when I first saw it, it looks like a a a pink wall. 
Yeah. And then uh, towards the right of the photo, it looks as if you're going into, I don't know, like a tiled room, a bathroom or something like that. No, I mean, this is just the reception area um, of the room. I think to the to the left of the actual where the mirror, the, the mirror is, is sort of a desk and, and all the other bits and bobs. Right, and you've got the, the curtain back, on the left, is that right? Sorry, what's that? You've got a curtain on the left? You've got a left, yeah, you've got, yeah. You've got a curtain to, to, the, to, the, to the actual left, but to the left of where the mirror is, you've actually got like a separate room. And where this figure is coming from, because obviously if that had been myself, yeah. there would have been a picture of me with a camera. That's very true. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm sort of to the right i think of the camera so it looks like there is somebody standing in a doorway standing behind me okay and there was no one there at the there's time nobody else there i just sort of walked off because at the time i, I knew from from work I, I knew this sort of building anyway and so i had a little bit more um so what do you think freedom. it is then steve i don't know I honestly do not know. It was nobody that was there at the time. Because um, to me, so, yeah, sorry to interrupt, because uh, uh, to me, so if you look at that photo and straight away, I, I don't really sort of believe in ghosts. It, I, I believe it's it's the mind playing a trick. Yeah. And this is why I sort of, I, I, when, you, uh, when you mentioned this hotel, it would be very much sort of interesting for me if I could actually go there and spend a night. I was going to, you know, my next question was, how do you get involved to do activities like that? Because uh, f- uh, for me... Uh, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. When you're describing you, you, you're in this room, there are some uh, white sort of flashing lights sort of moving around. To me, I thought, well, there's got to be an explanation for it. You know, a white light does not happen in a dark room without anything causing it. But then again, I suppose if you do look at it from another point of view, there could be something out there. But I've never actually seen anything or experienced anything. I'm probably going to drive home now. I'm probably quite, uh, quite freaked <laughs> out. Um, but I would very much like to experience it. And hopefully by myself experiencing it, I may be able to get some more understanding. Because at the moment, my brain is just going, no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Mm. There, there has to be an explanation behind it. I mean, Paul's aware of the story um, I told him uh, about a year ago. Don't you bring my... me into your sordid <laughs> fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was actually after after obviously after my son died, yeah, and the day the day he died, um, a watch he'd given me for Christmas, one year had stopped. Yeah, and uh, and it, it stopped more or less at the time he he passed. Mm. Yeah. It's something that's been recorded before is actually. Um, watches and other timepieces stopping, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. watches yep. and clocks stopping. Yeah. Mm. Steve, are you going to be okay to hang around for a bit? Yeah, sure. Okay, mate. I'm going to put you back on hold, and no uh, we're going to have an ad break. Um, after the ad break, I'm going to play a song and uh, ten bonus points to you if you can tell me what the film is. All right. <laughs> Good man. Right, stay tight. Um, that's Steve from Gainsborough. He's uh, back on hold. Let's play some music after the ad break. <laughs> John Anderson, and do you want to be a hero? Steve, are you there? I am. Okay, and did you Google it? I didn't. Okay. But I got it in the end. What was the film? Um, It was Biggles. Yes, it was. Well done. Adventures in Time, I think, was the sub. Get you. You're not getting bonus points, you know. (laughs) You just get get those points. Right. Um, Let's go back to uh, this photograph. Yes. So uh, you've told us the tale of how it's happened. And uh, the expert... Here in the studio is. Uh, There's no see. such thing as an expert You're an in expert. the paranormal world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> paranormal. It's a constant para- learning curve. You're a panel member. <laughs> Be an expert. It's like the voice. If somebody tells you the uh, ghost story that you want to hear, you turn around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what, 
specs. What do you, what do you make of it? It's an odd photo, but without a second photo to compare it to, hmm. um, I couldn't say for definite what it was. Okay. Um, some could look at the photo because whatever it is it appears to be the same colour as the walls. Right. So it, some could say it is a reflection. Hmm. Um, people could argue that there was somebody else in the room because it's a reflection. It's distorted. Um, personally, I do listen to the person who's, who's taken the photo because I've had a similar photo myself and I've had people argue with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've known it's only been me in the room and it was it was me taking a photo into a mirror with a doorway to the side of me with a figure stood in the doorway. Sure. Um, but without a second photo, it's really difficult for anyone to, to give a definitive because we always say take two or three shots of the same thing because yeah. then you have a baseline to compare it to. I think at the time the, the issue was I was just taking photos willy-nilly. Didn't yeah, see, <laughs> which didn't you do. See anything. <laughs> um, I might have some more of these, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain somewhere on a, on a, on a CD I, I do have a few of this sort of thing, and this, this, this image doesn't appear in any of the others. Mm. Can it not be, and I'm going to completely think out of the box here, and it's, it's something which has come to mind, can it not be a trick? Um, so when the flash goes off um, on the camera device or the phone or whatever you're taking, um, someone or there may be some chemical on that particular mirror in that area or a sticker that cre uh, that creates a reflection to give you the impression that there's something there. So I, it's a complete trick. Is that is that feasible or am I in loony land? No, I've I've seen a photo. I had somebody send me a photo one day and they said, look, there's a monk in this mirror. Right. I I had actually investigated that venue, and I went, it's not. I said, unfortunately, it's um, smears on the mirror because the person who owns the property has a teenage daughter, right, who's been practicing kissing oh. on the wow. mirror. No, <laughs> and as you do, but in a video, yes. When you take a photo of the reflection, the smear marks, and it did look like a monk. Hmm. I know it wasn't. Um. And the teenage girl did stop doing it. Of course, I mean, there is, there is a famous monk photo, isn't there, in a, in a church? Yes. Which is about eight or nine foot tall. And That's, they, yeah. They, they've never been able to prove um, that to be to be a fake, have is, they? Is that the one that's leaning against a, a banister on some stairs? Or is that something else? Or is else? that the one by the altar? This one by the altar. The one oh, by okay. the altar. Right. And it's very, very freaky looking. It's got that sort of scream... The mask type look to it, but obviously, oh, it's yes, I've seen it. Yeah, Newby Church, apparently. But the, the problem with a lot of those photos, Steve, and it's you go through in, in the same way that um, there are oh, there is a fashion to UFO sightings where you get cylinders for a couple of years and then you get this for a couple of years and that for a couple of years. Um, do you find though that with ghost or alleged ghost photos that um, similar sort of things happened? I mean you look at those um, the spectral photos from um, the Victorian times if I think you know things appearing in midair um, they're all very samey and then they just stop. Yes and okay. then obviously you had, <laughs> you had you had yeah but you also had the famous Cottingley Fairies photograph. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. come onto that. Yeah, um, which even um, the uh, um, Arthur Conan Doyle, who was supposed to be one of the most gifted minds of the, of the generation, mm. said they were real. And I think even then, when the the schoolgirls became old ladies, they then admitted they made it up, but yeah. did still say, "Well, hang on, we did make that up, 
but we did steal seafarers in Cottingley. Yeah, it's difficult. And also the other thing, of course, is that it's people go on. They don't necessarily want to inflict their... Um, their story, or I, I hate the term narrative, I really do, but I'm going to use it. They, they're going to inflict their narrative on their offspring by yeah. by saying, right, you know, oh, aren't you the daughter of the woman who claimed to see fairies? Sometimes it's easier to draw a line under it and say, aren't you the woman who claimed to have seen fairies for a few years and then finally admitted it wasn't true? Yeah. Yeah. Also, also going on about like things like that, so talking about the people and things like that, you come also that people don't like to talk about it because other people don't know what other people's beliefs are so it's mm. not until you start talking to other people who sort of you know know about similar things or into the same sort of things not many people know about these stories either to be honest well that's why i'm very very careful with this photograph when i say look this is a photograph it's not been altered it's not been not been changed around didn't even notice this until i got home this is what was on one of the photos that i, that I took it, it's interesting it's something that i didn't see at the time um, didn't see, wasn't wasn't aware of it when I was composing the the, the photo, um, but it's there now. What 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 what's it? What is it? What's what's going on here? And that's mm. I think, in a way, it's trying to use Occam's razor to try and, and and sort out what it is, what it is, what's causing this. And and I think you might be right. It could be a complete aberration on 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 the lens, or there's some reaction going on that's, that's caused this but the one interesting thing on top of all this is if you actually zoomed in and zoomed in on that image that part of the image mm. there does look like there's some sort of school form there I, it's I, very I did, very frightening I did actually do the exact same thing I zoomed into my phone and yeah. you can actually make out sort of to a degree sort of eyebrows above the like sockets even though they're sunken yeah. to a degree you can make out there is like and there is also like wispy sort of white not white hair but wispy hair on the back as well isn't yeah. there oh, that's quite freaky yeah <laughs> but I think the, the main thing that did did it for me was obviously you had the the sunken eyes mm. and you had the scarf and or there's something I say scarf just for Absolutely. You know, explanatory so, reasons, really. But Steve, there's something were you, there. Were you aware of the um, the the plastic surgery experiments before you went there? No, you weren't. So, how, how did you come to find out about those? Um, it was, I think, um, some when I was passing it around that some people said, "Oh, there is actually." If you go to the library and research into this, I think that some of the the guinea pig um, club members were actually based at. At um, at the lawn for for a period of time. I think it wasn't called the lawns back then. It was called mm. something like uh, the the county the county asylum. It okay. was you know, not not particularly nice, but that's what they that's what they what they called it. Um, so it was just really afterwards, and it's like oh, it might be worth having a look into that because that's what they used it for. Um, and I think when they ran a second ghost hunt around the same place, unfortunately they seem to have stopped doing them now. And this was about ten eleven years ago. Yeah. Um, somebody did say, "Oh, I've seen something like this here. I actually saw it with, with my eyes." It was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." I mean, it's, it's, it's better to have two independent accounts than somebody coming along afterwards and going, "Oh, yeah, I saw that." Mm. Um, but uh, the thing is, you, you have to deal with the hand that you're given. You can't, uh, you know, it, it's um, in an ideal world these things will come along. Now, I think Simon is going to uh, 
challenge you on something okay. not really challenge i just want to know that that's uh, that picture is just one example so you say you arrived at 10 o'clock at night and you were still there till six in the morning yep. so you were what, what else happened during that night obviously you 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 described this room you're in this box room with, uh, with yep. delights you took some photos what else because i i'm sitting here and i'm not convinced whatsoever um well there was a psychic with us as well yeah um all night she did at the end of the night she did try to create a seance but nothing there was no ghost watch type seance going on there or anything like that where everything sort of blew to bits but um when we're in another room which Bex might be there's actually a, um, a room which was near where um the, the children were actually placed in in the old in the old um, in the old buildings and apparently it's a room where they played in wherever she was in the room hmm. when he took a photograph of her there were orbs around her. There were white lights around her. If you took a picture somewhere else in the room away from her, there were no orbs. Now, I know there's an argument for orbs saying it's just dust. It does seem strange, even with a room of, of other people, mm. that if you took a picture somewhere else in the room, there were no white lights. But around the woman who claimed to be a psychic, there were a number of orbs. And she did still. She she did say, and I was just coming back to me because I've not really thought about it for for about eleven years. Um, that um, she felt she felt children. She 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 felt the spirits of of children around. That's her. strange. Just for clarification, what is an orb? Bex Good question. This one for that one. <laughs> A ball of confusion. Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a paranormal investigator or a ghost hunter if you haven't had a heated discussion over orbs. Um, find me a photo pre-digital with an orb in it, hmm. and I'd be interested. Okay, so you think it could be potentially an artifact of Cam- digitisation? Uh, digital camera manufacturers, photographers, yeah. parapsychologists, um, scientists have researched orbs and basically have shown that 99% of orbs are because of the closeness of the flash to the lens of the camera and you have an area that will catch and reflect back dust, moisture, bugs. Right, right. The, um, gotcha. I, I like you know, the orbs I would actually like to see are the ones you actually physically see with your own eye, not through a lens. Sure. The ones that you actually see, and then I might actually be. You know, How do you account for the videos of crop circles being formed with orbs over them? Because I believe they were taken back when um, it wasn't digital photography. Crop circles don't interest me. We do okay. have one of the team that um, th- that really does like crop circles. Hmm. Um, are they lit, done by little green men? Are they done by local villagers? I don't know. I don't know. No. Uh, they're very pretty. They, mm. yeah, there's some very. Yeah, they're obviously taking a lot of thought. Um, are they paranormal? I err on the side of not. Okay. No, that's fair enough. Um, Steve, are you yep. going to be available to sit out one more ad break? Yeah, sure. Okay. Right, bear with us, mate. We'll just go into a couple of ads and then we'll bring you straight back. Okay? No worries. Super. Good man. The police and every breath you take. You're listening to HCR 104 FM from Huntingdon. 
and uh, we're around the world on the internet at hcrfm.co.uk. It's uh, Paranormal and Supernatural Night tonight. Uh, been started at six o'clock, and uh, we've had some cracking callers so far, and it's going to continue now. We've still got uh, Steve in Gainsborough on the line. Hello, Hello. Steve. Hello. How are you? Did you get that last one? <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, let, let's go back to orbs for a second. I, I think anybody who's got an interest in this type of subject has a line that stories cross. Um, th- there are things that I can accept. There are things that I can believe in. Um, but there are some things to, which, to me, are just beyond the pale. I, I don't know. Do you have that same sort of thing? It's, it's difficult. I think with the old film photography days, if if if, you, if you're going through um, negatives and you saw a glitch on the on the negative, you you wouldn't process it. Yeah. You you chuck it. So I just wonder, and I've heard the theory that they've only come they've only come in because of digital photography, but perhaps because digital photography means that you've you've got thousands and thousands and even millions of shots, and you can discount the ones and all that sort of thing. Mm. You can notice these oddities that perhaps you wouldn't have noticed or you would have just jettisoned if they're in front of you on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a strip of negatives. It's, yeah. it's, a difficult, it's a difficult one to follow. I mean, I've just done a Google to try and, and locate something, and to be fair, Beck's right, I can't find anything that claims to be a pre-digital photo with, with your standard-looking looking orb on. Interesting. Now, orbs have always been that thing to me, the bit that's beyond the pale. Um, I've never seen one um, I don't think I've ever taken a photograph with one in it um, I, but I don't actually take a lot of pictures other than with my phone um, and they generally go on Facebook and get deleted and derided but um, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me um, but there we are but it, you see the thing is I, I think when somebody's telling you their experience you need to be able to look them in the eye ideally to see what's going on um, I, I've known you for how long? 20 years, I think. Okay, thanks for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, well, I I was living in Huntingdon the first time around then, so that was um, back in the days of the old news group for talk radio. Mm, Um, So, yeah, I'm going to say, what, 96? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just when I went on the internet in 96. Put that chocolate back. (laughs) Um, so, uh, um, So, you know, I've known you long enough. And you know, we we have some almighty ding dongs oh, on, online about. Uh, I believe this, you'd believe that, and whatever. And I, I think it's healthy to come at things from different angles. But uh, what I'll do, uh, because I've got Simon here, who's the uh, the arch skeptic for the night. Um, Indeed, Jamie, who is a confirmed believer and chocolate eater. <laughs> and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not saying all oh, this is a ghost. I'm saying I'm trying. I'm I'm. Complete, completely open-minded mm. about these things. We saw things, I think there's enough out there to say, you know, if you said to somebody 150 years ago there'll soon be a, 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 a rectangular box in your in every house that will be able to show you moving pictures, I'd say that will never happen. No, of course. And that's um, not... You can only know up to up to that point, you know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I think we've we've argued this thing about time travel before, haven't we? We have, and that the time uh, travel. Yeah. No one's come back in time because we haven't got to that point in time yet. Yeah, or, or so we, say if, we just don't know about the ones that have come back, or do we? I mean, oh, it, but that's it. But then, say if they invented time travel in twenty fifty, yeah, or twenty fifty hasn't happened yet. Mm. We're still at twenty fifteen, just. 
I've, I've known it on good word. There had been some time travellers going back to 1955, into 1885, and also into 2015. Is that so a fact? Was he driving a car by any chance? He was, yes, a silver car, yes. Would <laughs> that be back to the future by any chance? Uh, oh, right. Uh, Simon's busted you. I'm the sceptic in the corner. Oh, I'll get you. Let me, let me t- tell you what. Let me uh, tell you about what happened to me. I think we've probably discussed this before. Steve, but many years ago, yeah, um, and it's one of the first things that really got me into this subject, and it also one of the first things that ever got me to meet a paranormal investigator, and it it was perhaps a, a thing that didn't go very well on both occasions. But uh, I'll, I'll have to be careful how much information I give because uh, I don't want to upset my mother, who's actually involved in it, and hopefully she's not listening. Um, but uh, when I was sixteen. Um, I used to have a Saturday job at a paint and wallpaper shop and uh, a lady who worked there had recently committed suicide. Um, you know, she's had a hard time and, uh, and you know, enough was enough and she took her own life. But, uh, and you know, even before that stage, people had said that there was something wrong with the building, uh, which was an old cinema. Um, now, before the paint and wallpaper shop was there it was um, a food store like Tesco's it was uh, a fine fairs actually I think Um, so downstairs was the main part of the supermarket upstairs was divided into two Um, you had a main stock room and um, another stock room which was tiled um, and that was for food preparation. Are you with me so far? Yep. Good. I'm um, just for Simon's benefit. I'm no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. I've got it. I've got it in my mind. I'm just going to draw you a quick do picture. a diagram for me. So, you're more than welcome. Fine. Um, now, on this Sunday, I was working downstairs, um, and you know, people would come in. They say, "Oh, well, have you got this batch of wallpaper or whatever?" Um, so one of you would have to go out to go and get, say, three rolls to match to match up with what somebody's holding um so the guy that was the manager at the time um i said to him i'm going out the back got to go find something for a customer and um you go out the back and by going out the back you actually go upstairs you walk out the back of the store um there's a winding staircase goes to that top floor there and you've got that stock room that's divided into two now upstairs always had that kind of air about it the the room that was tiled was very claustrophobic even though it was huge um you know you could never catch your breath quite in there but um on on that occasion i'd gone upstairs to fetch some wallpaper for somebody and i was standing in the doorway between those two stock rooms are you with me so far yeah you're gonna love this (laughs) um anyway i'm standing there with my back towards the I'm standing in the doorway with my back towards the um, the tiled room. Um, to my right-hand side, about 15, 20 feet away, is the top of the stairs. So it's a winding staircase. If somebody's coming up it, you can't see them until I get to the top. Now, on that occasion, I'm standing there, and I didn't like it. I never liked it. Um, and I heard footsteps coming up the stairs. Now, so I shouted out to the manager to say, I'm up here, because obviously you shouldn't leave the shop with uh, nobody in it um the footsteps kept coming the footsteps got to the top of the stairs the footsteps kept on walking went right past me and into the staff room um now give me the chills just thinking about it there was no you know it it went chilly uh, you know the hairs on the back of my neck went up it was just like well hang on a second i didn't see a thing 
no orbs, no ghost, no apparition, no nothing. Um, but those footsteps quite clearly went past me. Now, I defy anybody to say that you can't be aware when you're in a quiet room. Uh, of, you can't be aware of when footsteps are coming up from one side and walking past and going the other way. Um, but, you know, and I'm not trying to convince you. People will take it as they do and people will call me mad for saying it. Um, but that that's one of those things. Now, before I get Beck's input on this, um, I went to... A local ghostwriter, um, a guy called Wesley Downs, who wrote some books on Essex ghosts, and uh, he came out, and you know, he came out to the store. The manager was there, and he said, "No, nothing here, <laughs> nothing here at all," and 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 that's the problem, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I felt like an idiot. I feel a bit of an idiot telling you now, um, but you know, I know that happened. You know. Nobody should say things haven't happened. Yeah. Just because it doesn't happen when they're there doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Mm. Um, we had a similar one at a venue. Um, I'd got a group upstairs, another group downstairs, so we'd got actually a floor between us. Yeah. So we knew that nobody was near anyone else. This whole group was in this little room. Um, they heard footsteps coming up the stairs towards them. Mm. They didn't hear the door open, but I'd set... Um, a motion alarm REM pod the other side of the door which activated and on the when I listened back to the recording because it was all caught on video mm. you actually hear them going well where who's whose footsteps where are they yeah Who, whose are they um and because they the REM pod then activated what, what's a REM pod it's a piece of equipment that has an aerial and it forms a bubble of electromagnetic field around it uh -huh. so rather than some piece of equipment that you're looking for the emf to activate this has already got its own field and when you want something to disturb the bubble and there was two in the room and in order they had both activated and with that this team went f that and left right came running down the stairs like a horde of elephants yeah we went out to see what was going on they told us and I went well there was a video camera upstairs so if it you know hopefully we've captured it and we had captured the footsteps mm. and they were heavy footsteps going up a set of stairs there was no reason for these two alarms to activate the team had heard the footsteps but nobody was there and we searched that entire building in case somebody had got in because we were locked in unbelievable Simon I'm, I'm just sitting here and I, I can visualise everything which you've described and you as well. Um, but I, 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 it, it must be my mind because I just cannot comprehend it happening. I can understand the chilly feeling because I have had that. And as I've just typed something on the screen and I'll read out what I've put. As I sit here, I feel like there is something watching me. I feel a little bit of scared. You know, I do oh. feel a bit scared, but I know it's my brain. Okay. Well, um, I mean, you know what they say, Steve. I mean, he's, he's not paranoid. They really are watching him, isn't <laughs> well, well, I must admit, I have got several eyes watching me, so that's probably what I'm feeling. But mm. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I'm not disbelieving anything at all because, you know, um, the world is a strange place. But for me, it may be because I haven't experienced it. So I am a very sort of cautious about understanding it. Yeah. If I experience it, I may be in a completely different, yeah. you know, I may, I may sit at the other side of the fence, but I'm just trying to, you know, I, I do try and think I've got a fair view on it. I do take everyone's view and everyone's um, sort of aspirations of it, but I, I'm still sitting here and I'm thinking, 
No. Just, How is it possible? It's, it's one of those things, you know, you say about, you know, you don't have to fall off a cliff to know it hurts. And with this sort of stuff, it, that, that adage doesn't work. Mm. It really is something that you Well, I almost fell off a cliff a couple of months ago, so I suppose <laughs> I could. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one of those things you have to experience to actually mm. try and work it out. And I mean, you might think it's your brain doing it, but maybe it's not. Yeah, and I'm going to have to stop it there because we're going up to the news. Oh, oh. oh. come back after the news. Steve, um, our, our last little bit with you now. Yep. Um, the uh, my recollection of events from what was that? It must have been nineteen eighty-eight. Now, that's never going to leave me. Um, I, I mean, I didn't finish it off by the fact that I ran like you wouldn't believe. I was back off down those stairs, and uh, I think I was pretty much a gibbering wreck by the time I got to the bottom. But um, And the, the manager had uh, had his own experiences, but he waited until he'd retired before he told anybody about it. He, he, you know, he treated me like I was a lunatic, but um, still, there you go. What, what do you make of it? What, what, what were your thoughts? Um, these things happen to people. Yeah. You know, this is... And as I said before, before the news until they happen or until you are in the mindset of well hang on that was a bit strange which I think is what we're trying to say it's not there isn't a black and white thing to this I think there are various shades of of grey when these things happen to you like anything happens to you in the street Mm. but this is from a completely different sort of level it's all a case of well what was that what's going on there Mm. what was causing that noise there's a thing called phantasmagoria which is about how certain events in the environment can lead you to feel a certain way. I think if you have blue lights in a room, it can make you feel cold. Yeah. Or red lights can make you feel warm. But mm. there isn't any um, any other stimulus of, of, um, of temperature in there. There's no heater in there or no air conditioning in there. It's just mm. the light. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the first one to say that there was always an oppressive atmosphere. Mm. Um, worse in the room that was tiled... Um, than, than the one that, that wasn't tiled. And uh, ironically, because it was such a badly looked-after building, the, the room that was tiled at one place is open to the elements anyway. Did you say um, it was an old cinema? Um, at one stage, yeah. I think Bex might um, might know this, but there are sort of certain things about old cinemas. Indeed, in Lincoln, where the, the local BBC station is, is an old cinema and they've complained for years since moving in there. The, Rad- the Radian buildings, it was the Radian Cinema during the war, mm. and apparently there's a ghost in there of a, of a um, uh, waitress who used to go down the aisle selling ice cream and everything. No. Mm. It's a BBC thing, you know. Possibly. <laughs> I'm not allowed to start um, on the BBC because uh, Simon will tell me off. <laughs> but it is interesting that, that uh, I don't know if Bex will know, but... but um, cinemas do, do tend to be little hotspots. They do. We've we've done an old old cinema mm. that's um, been purchased um, by a well-known pub chain, um, but it originally started its days as a cinema, and that was quite a hotbed of stories of activity. That's strange, Steve. Um, thank you very much for being okay. with us tonight. Really appreciate it, Enjoyed and that. a great guest to have on. Um, the, the next time that I can convince the management to let me do this, then uh, <laughs> we'll definitely have you on again. No worries, thank you. Thanks a lot, mate. Happy New Year, everybody. And to you, mate. Take you. care now. Bye bye. Take care. Cheers.
Anomaly is independent media. Comments and beliefs of guests do not necessarily reflect the views of those behind this podcast. Thank you to Dutch musician Michette for our great theme tune. Visit his site at michette.com or look for his work on SoundCloud. Please visit our website at anomaly.co.uk and email us through studio at anomaly.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at AnomalyCast. Watch out for the latest episode of Anomaly.